people are terrified. What's it say? The uh, the number one fear of people is public speaking. Mm. you know which means that they would rather die than speak publicly you know what i'm saying and and a lot of people i find you know um i was an english tutor at morehouse so you know just to make side money i would do people's resumes and people really have the biggest fear and the biggest issue with talking about themselves Mm. you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of people um have a fear of promoting themselves right? right whereas like they Snoo Mathers with my motherfuckers ass. You wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. <laughs> Might be most definitely. It's, it's simple mathematics. Check it out. <laughs> I'll revolve around science. What are we talking about here? <laughs> peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise at Dome. Today I have a great brother, powerful thinker who has a started a, a movement of sorts and wears many hats, you know what I'm saying? Ross Assam, he's a creator of Broke Capital, uh, Healer Gang, has a book called uh, uh, Heal Thyself um, out right now. I appreciate you for coming on the show, G. Yo, peace, peace. I appreciate you having me, man. The, uh, the book is out, it's entitled Heal Thy Hustle, um, The oh, Wellness yeah. Guide for Go-Getters. So if you out here, you know, of course, get into it, chasing that bag, but of course, you know, managing your health along that way. And, and my journey as an entrepreneur, I've been able to pretty much put a guide together for myself that I've been able to share with other people um, and provide that that knowledge. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, I definitely want to get into that some more, but I want to kind of start from the beginning. Um, okay. You know, just looking at your bio and everything, I see that, you know, you've always kind of had that entrepreneurial type of spirit, that entrepreneurial yeah. mind state. Yeah. Um, I, so really my talent is hustling. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what I came up doing. That's, you know, my village, right? Where I'm from, that's what we do. Right. So, so my talent is hustling, but my skill is entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? Like just as a musician, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? My talent is, oh, I'm an artist. Right. But my skill is I'm a musician. And it's like, okay, what instrument do you play? I play the saxophone. Right. So my, you know, my talent is hustling. My skill is entrepreneurship. But as an entrepreneur, right, you know, I shine with marketing and copywriting, so on and so forth, right? Management, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, right? So I can, you know, play many different instruments. But I've been, um, yeah, man, I've been formally studying entrepreneurship since I've been 14. And I really do look at it as being a musician, being an artist to where, you know, shout out to an artist like an Anderson Pop, who's been on the grind for many years before right. he's Grammy- winning you know what i'm saying multi-platinum selling right and right. It, w- it was a slow grind but you know he, he stuck to his craft and that's what he was doing so i think you know I, I saw myself in a very similar light you know what i'm saying of really just being able to stick to my craft and so i'm i'm thankful that i've been you know able to be blessed to be on this path for, for as long as i have no doubt no doubt now whenever you were at morehouse were yeah. you is that something that you kind of discovered then or were you already like following that path on that path while you were yeah, exactly exactly yeah I, I i was like i've been again my my talent is hustling so mm-hmm. i you know already had that type of energy and so I, being at 14 years old i pretty much told myself in um eighth grade i'm like yo if i don't hit 510 this summer i'm not playing basketball in high school which means i'm not playing basketball in college which means i gotta do something else right mm-hmm. And it just so happened as fate would have it. Shout out to the black man, um, Mr. Gates. Mm. He brought uh, East City program, which was an entrepreneurship program to my school, Whitney Young High School. And um, Mr. Gates was a black man. He actually didn't even live to see the end of that program. Mm. Mr. Gates had actually passed before our, our program cohort even finished, right? But he actually really impacted my life of bringing East City to our school, um, and allowing me the opportunity to study entrepreneurship formally, right? Like I say, I had already sold CDs. I had already cut grass. I had already, you know, did this and that, right? But actually being able to study it in this environment, you know, that, that was that was something um, that was something special for me. You know what I'm saying? So when I, by the time I got to Morehouse, I had already had that hustling spirit, but right. I chose to study sociology. You know what I'm saying? I didn't study even business, marketing, any of that. I didn't make those connections yet. Um, but I'm thankful that I did study sociology 
and you know the path that I took and of course as fate would have it right meet my business partner who's also a sociology major and things of that nature so so you know as um as fate would have it man I, I think I chose the right path and I really do think sociology is the quintessential liberal arts degree you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like if you really want to get a a hodgepodge of you know, multi interdisciplinary psychology, economics, mm-hmm. anthropology, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You feel me? Like it's it's all in there. Um, so yeah, shout out to sociology and especially sociology at Morehouse. We had a great department to where Martin Luther King studied sociology at Morehouse, wow. right? So wow. we was able to get a lot of that same training there. And you can kind of see that same ethos in the work that I've been able to um to accomplish this far. Right, no doubt, no doubt. And so, uh, Broke Capital, um, that's one of your creations. Um, if you can, build on what it is and what inspired you and your partner to build it. Okay, for sure. So, and like you say, as I, I humbly got to say, I'm, I'm a co-creator of Broke Capital. I can't say that I, um, you know, solely created it. It was, it definitely arose out of a conversation and out of a shared experience that was had in Louisville, Kentucky and New Orleans and St. Louis and being entrepreneurs fresh out of college, we jumped directly into building an education technology company, right? Million dollar scholar. We were teaching high school students how to win scholarships. The, you know, no brainer, right? But of course we young, we young, black, first time entrepreneurs, boom, three strikes against you. Traditional venture capitalists aren't rocking with us, right? So of course, through that experience, we like, damn, how do we raise our own venture capital? How do we, you know, if we going through this, there's other black men who have great ideas who are actually executing on these ideas, but they could use some additional resources to scale out that opportunity. So yes. what we did, we like, yo, let's let's come together and create um, a, an organization, a sustainable organization that can, you know, support black men by black men for black men you know what i'm saying going back to right my talent is mm-hmm. hustling you know what right. i'm saying and that, uh, many of us had that coming up in urban environments right like it's something that out of necessity we find ourselves doing like money mitch like i love the game i love right. the hustle like that's just mm-hmm. what i do you know what i'm right. saying like it doesn't matter like i'm gonna i'm gonna sell something right and it doesn't even have to be illegal in that sense you know what i mean so long story short man just putting all the uh putting all the dots together bro capital was born because it was about black men pooling our capital, pooling our resources to really, and when I say capital, right, that capital is about the social capital, the intellectual capital, of course, the financial capital, the spiritual capital, you know, like putting all of the various capitals together to truly build and to truly um, come together, right? And just understanding as that entrepreneur, um, you're gonna need a, a team. You're going to need people, you know what I'm saying? You can't keep just relying on service providers to do everything, right? Right. Like you're going to want folks who are in-house, who have a shared destiny with this thing and really want to see it grow, right? Um, So that's, that's, that's what Bro Capital provides, just that, that, that resource community of of just knowledge and and wisdom and resources from investing, um, but particularly business development and, and how to really carry that out. And and that's that's very powerful, and especially you know uh, when it's catered to our community and black men specifically. What was it that made you feel like there was a need for this? A great question, man. Um, because many people had asked us, you know, coming out the gate, like this is something how what we do and how we do it. Like everybody could benefit from this, right? Anybody could benefit from increasing their financial wellness and you know, creating a a sturdy financial foundation for themselves. But for us, we recognize Black men as a population because Black women, it was was 2016. So taking into consideration the zeitgeist of 2016, right before the election, right? Um, And 2000, even 2014, 15, where, you know, all of these names were in the news of brothers being killed, you know what I'm saying? Trayvon Martin and uh, Mike Brown and and you know what I'm saying, um, Alton Sterling, um, you know what I'm saying, all of all of those brothers, right? And all of those tragic situations, these names were just in the news um, constantly about black men, and it was really like, what are we going to do? What is our sustainable solution for this? How do we combat this? And of course, with Bro Capital, it's impact baked upon impact. You know what I'm saying? Where 
we're affecting black men who are affecting their families. Their families are affecting communities, which are affecting the country and ultimately affecting the world. And, and we truly are doing that work. Um, and we've got case studies based upon the impact and the brothers that have been able to, you know, buy their first home and pay for expenses. And when the pandemic hit, you know what I'm saying? Folks had a nest egg that they was able to really rely on based upon their affiliation and their actual participation within Bro Capital, right? So it's really about that, that financial wellness, man. And that's what we've been doing um, along that path. So that's, that's really, you know, what, what Bro Capital is uh, in a nutshell, I'd say. And with, you know, all the experience that you have in hustling and entrepreneurship, right? Yes, um, yes. What are, and, and what are some things, and just from your uh, experience along the way, you know, some mistakes you feel like, you know, us as Black people, we make whenever we are, you know, I guess, uh, striving to create our own businesses. And, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, they tell you a lot where, you know, that first business, you may not make, an, uh, you know, you may not make uh, any money or any profit in the set amount of years or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. um, what, are, what are some things that you think, you know, that, that we, I guess we do wrong for lack of uh, knowledge, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think particularly the millennial generation and the Gen Z generation, um, there's like, there's the infatuation with entrepreneurship and that life, right, of being one's own boss, so on and so forth. But then there's also the, um, the taboo of selling, right? Yeah, People yeah. don't want to sell their products, you know what I mean? Um, and, and I think that's something that people have to get over that I realized that many people have to get off that, like as my work as a consultant, working with entrepreneurs and helping them develop businesses, I can see that there's a phobia, a fear of putting their self into the marketplace in, you know, a very direct way where, you know, that's what the internet is for, right? It, it right. allows for, you know, the scalability, but it also allows for that, you know, I don't really have to look in your eyes and, really you know what i'm saying sell mm -hmm. you right and i don't have to smile and do all that right so people getting back to the original because people want a bespoke experience you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. right. um and so really getting back to being able to sell but not in such a way that it's it's pushy but really when you truly believe in your offer you yeah. know what i mean you you feel like I'm helping I'm helping you right why wouldn't I want to help somebody right why wouldn't I want to come with positive energy like hey you know help me help you you know what I'm saying like that's really what it's about so that's the first thing I think and then of course the second thing is um delegation I think we try to do too much on our own I mm. think um we often fall into the I need another course trap I need to get I need to attain another skill trap Mm -hmm. um, and not saying that over time, right, developing new skills is important, but if you're not capitalizing on the skills that you have, you can easily fall into the trap of the devil that I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough right now yeah. to make some money. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm not good enough right now to capitalize on my experience. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's, that's important as well. So delegating um, and, and really, yeah, just having that confidence, man. I think that's what a lot of people are really lacking is you know you can get the information and you can have the great idea but do you really have that you know also it's in you it's not on you you know right. what i'm saying to really get out there into the marketplace you kind of touched on something uh, i think is a powerful point i kind of want you to expound on it a little bit um we do in a lot of cases whether it's in entrepreneurship whether it's in uh, our careers where we have this thing where we feel like if we just do this one more thing, then maybe we will deserve to make the kind of right, money right, that right. we need to make instead of yeah. I deserve to make that kind of money right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's and it's also the it's about the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And of course, that's why we set goals so we can hit that journey and hit that, you know, that checkpoint. But of course, once you 
hit that checkpoint, right? It's time to make another checkpoint. You know what I'm saying? We can't stay there. We got to keep going. So truly understanding it's about the journey, not the destination, man, is that, um, you know, and just learning. That's another thing about entrepreneurship, you know, as we talk and just, you know, about entrepreneurship, it's it's certainly a journey of self-discovery. You Mm -hmm. learn so many things about yourself. And as I was talking about selling and, and, you know, sales is a, that's where all of that positive thinking comes into place, right? If you saw the movie, The Founder with Ray Kroc, he's going over. I'm not, I think that's the Earl Nightingale. Um, he had it on a, uh, on a vinyl that he would listen to every night to, you know, get his mind right for the next right. day to sell, right? Like all of that positive thinking, all of that new age stuff that everybody is just on that wave right now. Shout out to being woke or whatever the case is. But you know what I'm saying? Just being positive and being in tune with my thoughts are affecting my reality and my right. attitude affects my surroundings. Like, yeah, that's that's the philosophy of the salesman. You know what I'm saying? Who's trying to get it done? Who's trying to feed his family by, you know what I'm saying, getting it wears off. So that's, um, you know, just something to talk about. And, and shout out to me having conversations with my, my uncle. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Just being able to un- truly understand what, where this whole thing comes from you know what i'm saying because right. it's easy to jump into commerce right now and it's like all you know is e-commerce cool right but do you truly have the understanding of the door-to-door game before all of this was even possible right do you have right. a manual you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh rotary version of what all of this looks like and so you know me being a historian of the game right you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying being able to take that and apply some of those jewels um as many as i possibly can to what we got going on so Right, you know, putting that in there, and so like um, the book uh, "Hill Die Hustle," right? It's, yeah. Um, it, I haven't read it yet, but I definitely look forward to reading it. And the for one of the things that comes to my mind is the fact that um, we're in a pandemic, right? For and, sure, for sure. Yeah, and, <laughs> um, and a lot of the world is changing around us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How does that, how does that affect, you know, what you do as far as entrepreneurship and how you teach it, you know, just to see that things are literally changing around us, like, man, yeah, Um, being able to be found on the internet, man, is, Mm -hmm. is important, right? Because as we saw with the pandemic, if they can't even come to your shop, you know, they need to still be able to do commerce with you. And then of course, having multiple forms of payment you know what i'm saying mm, where right, it used to right. just be we accept cash and checks mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying now it's like we got zelle paypal you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying cash <laughs> app like all that google pay how you want it you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah um yeah. Yeah. so that's another thing that we've been taught and then also the importance of a website that is functional or a web experience where people and and of course people are understanding truly understanding the value of social media and its marketing capabilities. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that's another whole nother realm to it, but, but yeah, man, it's, it, it's ter- totally changing, but I think um, what I've really encouraged all entrepreneurs to do is to understand their business model. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's really the main thing that you can find success um, and, and not know what you're doing. So when the going gets rough, you don't know how to recreate that success. You don't know what piece you need to go and find and replace because you don't know how this particular machine works. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to know the model and really understand, okay, what pieces are in play, this whole thing. So that's, that's really from a, like you say, from an entrepreneurship business standpoint. Yeah. That's, those are the things that um, I learned along the way. And, and so it kind of made me, th- just your response, it made me think of, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, especially online, whether it's in social media spaces, uh, yeah. people that have things going on, whether they have like a, like a, a Etsy store or they, whether they have music or whether they have, um, you know, a website with their business on it, YouTube yeah. channel, like whatever. I feel like, a lot of times people are scared to promote their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, they are. The people people are terrified. What's it say? The uh the number one 
fear of people is public speaking, mm. you know, which means that they would rather die than speak publicly. You right. know what I'm saying? And, right. and a lot of people I find, you know, um, I was an English tutor at Morehouse. So, you know, just to make side money, I would do people's resumes and people really have the biggest fear and the biggest issue with talking about themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of people, um, have a fear of promoting themselves, right? right. Whereas like they, they want to get from here to there, but they are afraid to cross the bridge. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So right. that's, that's the conundrum for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, what advice would you give them for those that, you know, they might have yeah. uh, a, a, a great uh, Etsy store or podcast or whatever, yeah. so whatever it is they need to promote? Like, how would yeah. you, how would you kind of tell them to get over that, that fear, you know? I would definitely tell them to, um, man, you really just got to do it yeah. and you, you've got to be open to it from a scientific standpoint, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And you can't attach your emotion to it. And when, when I say that, you got to look at it as, you know, stone cold objective experiment mm -hmm. where right. did it work? If it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yes or no. If it did work, okay, what happened? What did we do? Can we do it again? If it didn't work, let's try something else mm -hmm. and see how that works. You know what I'm saying? Where you keep attempting something different and you're building off of your success and you're removing your emotion from it because that's what that fear, that anxiety of what if, you know, yeah. people create all of these imaginative stories, <laughs> of, you know, based right. in negativity, right? right. Uh, so stepping outside of all of that, keeping it very objective and just moving on whatever that thing is, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you, you definitely touched on something because I've noticed uh, that with myself, certain things, like whenever you're stepping into a new avenue, right? And uh, yeah, you know, the before, like right when you're on the cusp of doing it, right? Um, yeah. You go from the a point of being real excited and then, you know, a little bit of fear sets in. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times what you were fearing isn't, it, it like, it's, it's not real. It doesn't ever yep. even come to play. Yeah. As, I, as I talk about in um, Inhale Thy Hustle, we put a little bit of neuro-linguistic programming in there. Mm. And one yeah. of, and neuro-linguistic programming is the science of excellence, right? How right. to train yourself to do anything. Right. And it, one of the principles within NLP states that the map is not the territory. Mm. So the map is our thoughts related to the situation. The territory mm -hmm. is the actual thing to where the map can lead you and let you know, yes, there's water ahead, there's mountain ahead, but it can't exactly tell you, okay, that yeah, there's, you could walk through that water. You know what I'm saying, right? right? Or, or that there's a particular deep portion of that water, right? You can't necessarily see those things on the map. So, it, you know, we create all of these things in our head and we gotta just be present that's what it's truly about, right? Going back to all of that, mm -hmm. you know, new age philosophy, yada, yada, really that ancient philosophy of being present, being one, and truly using the power within us to, you know, unfurl the reality that we, that we desire. No doubt, no doubt. And so as far as the book, um, Heal Thy Hustle, if you can, mm -hmm. like, just let us know what inspired the book. And for those that are interested in the book, like what type of things are you building on um, as yeah. far as the whole Heal Thy Hustle? Okay, for sure. So Heal Thy Hustle, uh, the wellness guide for go-getters mm. is my, essentially from my experience, um, we, we talk about, like I said, I jumped into entrepreneurship directly out of college and we talk about the broke college student, right? That's one of those things that's well known, right? Right. Um, it's a joke, but however, that broke college student is eating a lot of trash food. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that trash food does have consequences and effects on the body that can potentially be, you know, long-term chronic situations, right? right? Or be very acute situations depending on how they're treated. But at the end of the day, that, that particular diet, um, whether you're eating the, you know, steroid-laden food in the calf or you're eating fast food because you're, you know, you don't necessarily have access to a kitchen or even know how to cook or like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you ain't got no money to really be out here, you feel me, just buying steaks and the best everything, right? So right. all of that culminates to doing a number on one's digestive system. And I was one of those people. 
who, you know, I had did a number on my digestive system um, and I had to really find myself, you know, stepping away from dairy to right, you know, my body had reacted in terms of developing eczema in different places. I talk about this in the book and it was really just my experience with digestive issues, healing my stomach, healing my liver, right? Um, and going through that whole experience. And I pretty much was able to document what worked for me and, and from my study. And again, this was formal study and informal study where I'm also a certified herbalist of Unani herbalism, Greco-Islamic herbalism um, through the Ibn Sina Institute based in the United Kingdom. And also I'm a certified personal trainer through the American Council on Exercise. So I've, I've actually done the study on the body and actually the herbs and plants and everything like that. But I've also been the mad scientist who's tested all of these things out on myself. Right. And the guy that I put together is essentially Healed I Hustle, um, explaining a, a, just a piece of my journey. But as an entrepreneur, I wanted to make it something to where people could pick it up and essentially get some value from it, no matter what page they were mm -hmm. on. Um, and, 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 you know, kind of really dive in. It's something that you can go back to. So there's some recipes in there. There's some neuro-linguistic programming in there. There's some, you know, um, some, some other things, right? Just my personal regimen that's in there, um, you know, different philosophies. So, and, and even of course, right, I got my work cited in there. And there's also a uh, herbal glossary in there as well. So if you want to dive deeper into herbs, you can find out, you know, what type of herbs you're looking for. And that's a, a that's dope, and uh, commend you for that. And um, how does and so it, it kind of brings up something that I guess you know we don't think about, we don't talk about um, yeah. much, um, and that is like a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, where if you're you're not taking care of self, it's going to affect how you run your business as well. No doubt, exactly, 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 and that's. Um you know, the first law is self-preservation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and I think a lot of people forsake that thinking that they're doing that, calling that getting a bag, but truly not preserving their actual body, their actual temple. Right. And, I, and I actually, if you really think about it, bro, like a lot of adults, a lot of people don't know how their bodies work. You know what I'm saying? Men, women included, right? Where they don't actually know where the organs are, how they work, you know what I'm saying? How the cells work, right? Like these just different things about the body. So that way that they can manipulate it in their favor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where a lot of people face some medical catastrophe before they actually learn about, okay, this is how my cells work and this is how my body works. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it, so it's a, it's important for us to put this, this information out there. And I did my best to kind of, as much as possible, make it something where it's digestible, straight to the point. And, you know, I, I really, my goal is to get you to say, I never thought of it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the body is the same. It's nothing new under the sun. But for our time um, and really for the lifestyle of an entrepreneur entertainer, right? Like MF Doom, Biz Marquis, um, you know, Andre Harrell. Um, who, who was it recently that just passed? Um, uh, it was Chad, Chadwick Bozeman, Virgil Abloh, you know what I'm saying? Like those, you feel me, those folks that had chronic illnesses that, that passed. And not saying that some things can't be avoided, right? Whether it be genetic or just whatever the case. Um, but it, it's all a call for us to take our health seriously on this journey. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, if things can be detected, if they can be treated earlier, right? It's important for us to do that. And I, you know, we can never really dismiss the importance of rest, right? right? Because I know that chasing that bag and getting to it is very important. I'm never right. going to deny that, right? right? But I'm also going to be that voice that's championing rest because sharpening the ax is just as much a, a, a part of cutting down a tree as actually mm. chopping. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The tree don't take that long to chop down if the ax is sharp. So resting is just as much a part of the work and I'm going to champion that until you know the end of time because it's extremely important like it, it can't be understated in any matter oh yeah I agree because you know especially in today's culture we are taught go 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 get the bag get the exactly bag, get the bag. yep but at the same time you don't want to overextend yourself to the point where whatever it is that you're doing you're not doing it 
up to your best ability. You know what I mean? Right. And you have right. to have rest, rest in order to do so. And another thing that you kind of like reminded me of is, you know, I, I read a lot of articles and come across a lot of articles where these uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, like they're always trying some new technology that involves them and their health and being at, at you know, their optimal mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. Micro dosing shrooms and LSD yep. to all yep. kinds of different things, yep. right? And yep. You see, yep. And no, so have you, no, I was just going to say, and that's a, that just goes to show that they are as well looking for an edge and and that edge is uh holistic uh it's dealing it starts with self first and it starts with self it it starts with self and and yeah man the um the importance of knowledge of self in this journey where i i I definitely shout out to um the god supreme understanding and shout out to the god uh see best a life allah right for putting out hood health Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, putting out the, the Science of Self series, right? right? Where Hood Health and Science of Self series definitely were the books that I drew from along this journey. And I was definitely able to put them in my work cited, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. at the end of Heal Thy Hustle. But essentially, being able to draw, like, a journey of healing is a journey of self discovery. Is it our journey of entrepreneurship is a journey of self discovery? So, learning about who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because all bodies are different, right? All businesses are different. All, you know, circumstances are different, right? So we got to deal with the circumstance of how we got here and not just surface shotgun here, take this and go. Like, no, we got to deal with the entire situation. So, um, yeah, man, just that just that knowledge itself is so important along the way to know what your strengths are. And not even, and moving beyond knowledge itself to understanding itself. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, be- because that's where bringing in additional team members is going to come in it's one thing to know yourself but then you know you move beyond that to to loving and understanding yourself to where now i'm confident in what i'm doing so i can bring in folks and i can let them know hey this is what i'm good at this is what i'm not good at Mm -hmm. so this is what i'm going to need you to do based upon this information you know what i'm saying that's what it's about right And, and really being able to trust experts but also being able to stand firm in what you know so that knowledge yourself, that understanding yourself, um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to 120 and just the, even the concept of the original man, right. you know what I'm saying? That's something I spoke on in Heal Thy Hustle is what were the original humans doing? Mm-hmm. Going back to that because, you know, we preserved ourselves for, you know, millions of years. Right. There's, it's a lot of the dis-ease that we're dealing with now that wasn't germane to our experience early on, right. right? So what are the things that have switched up? How do we get those back in our modern context? And how does it fit into the lifestyle of somebody who's on the grind getting it in a real day-to-day fashion? And I talk about, you know, as I mentioned, an entrepreneurship, entrepreneur's lifestyle is very similar to a mu- musician's lifestyle to mm-hmm. where, you know, you're taking meetings all type of the day and night, you know what I'm saying? You're calling folks, it's never the wrong time to, you know what I'm saying, have a celebratory drink. You feel me? It's never right. the wrong time to, you know, really get it in, right? Like, we invite folks to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And and you feel me, had a libation there to stir the creativity or whatever the case, right? right. But all of that, and that's that's a part of the process, but all of that catches up. Shout out to Ludacris, right? Mm-hmm. All that go catch up, even, yeah, yeah, right? right? right. Um, <laughs> but making sure that folks understand um okay if you're gonna do that then make sure that you know what i'm saying the next morning you had a ginger tea with it to you mm-hmm. feel me balance that out you know what i'm saying right. or that you okay yeah you was eating and drinking last night well wake up the next morning and put that you know that salad in your system you know what i'm saying put them greens in your system make sure you get that fruit maybe maybe you need to fast the next right. day just to give yourself time to digest all of that stuff that you ingested last night you know what right. i'm saying we ain't gonna put pizza on top of that we're gonna <laughs> give it a minute you know right. what i'm saying right. Right. So, so just very basic stuff like that for folks to take into consideration no and dope and so um with this being uh 2022 and as you know like i know uh technology changes fast and yeah how important is it for us as a people you know to start getting into some of these tech spaces 
um, moving forward is, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, absolutely important, right? It's, uh, it's paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, because we see in the future, you know, right before our eyes. Right. And I think a lot of us, I really see a shift in the zeitgeist. Shout out to the the fam at By the Hood. You know what I'm saying? And the work that they've been doing. And the the brothers at uh, Earn Your Leisure and the work that they've been doing. And you know what I'm saying? Just the, yeah, man, you know, shout out to Bro Capital. You feel right. me? Right. Like there's a particular zeitgeist right now that folks are really on it, you know what I'm saying, in terms of cryptocurrency and real mm-hmm. estate. It's, you know, intergenerational wealth is damn near a, a cliche term in the community <laughs> now. Like, and I right. love it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. that's how it should be, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, man, folks are really getting to it, but I, I think that there's a there's an understanding that, yeah, we want to be able to compete into the future. And it's not just something to where um, we, we, we coming through Black and we coming through helping each other out and we understanding that it's a it's about that collective spirit right you know what i'm saying so i think yeah man something special is going on right now with generation y mm-hmm. generation z um really really putting boots to the ground and of course shout out to you know the groundwork that was laid by generation x and and the baby boomer generation and, and those before them right but i think generation y generation z it's like with technology and opportunities as you mentioned that are available to us with this this new wave, this new this new rush of you know Web three, right? Like mm-hmm. and blockchain, like right. man, we it's a it's a beautiful time because it's a time for the creators, and right. we are the ones who have troll controlled culture for so long, oh, and now that we're able to put it directly into our hands, it's like yeah, this you know the ball's in our court, the ball's right. in our court. I I agree one hundred percent. Um, I had uh, ran across an article the other day, and I've read several that are um, similar throughout this whole pandemic. And but this yeah. article, the most recent one that I read was uh, November: five million people in America quit their job, right? And um, y- you know they tried to make it, to spin the narrative in the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, you know. Americans don't want to work. They don't want to. Yeah. Do it. But as we know, that's not it, right? Yeah. Um, right. It right. seems like there's a shift in the mind state of workers in America, where they no longer feel tied to corporate corporate America the way they used to. They're finding yep. other ways to right. supplement their income. Right. But, it's be, but the narrative is being pushed out that, you know, they're lazy, they don't want to work when that's not exactly it, right. And yeah. so what's your thoughts on that? Man, um, that's great. I think, I think it's really just, uh, it's, it's such a confluence of things right now because we are in the midst of an unprecedented event in, right. you know, modern history, right? So it's right. like, we can't never rule that out you know right, what i'm saying right, right right um so taking all of that in consideration you feel me it's kind of like uh, man shout out to crypto being something that we've never seen as well right so we're right. dealing with crypto we never seen we're dealing with the virus right something that we've never seen um and i think we're dealing with technology at a rate that we've never seen before right even as much as i don't rock with Robin Hood in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. it certainly has democratized and created access for a population that wouldn't have necessarily been in the market like that, right? Because right. it's, you know, created it in such a way that is the, the user experience, right? The user interface is so, they made it you easy. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly, right? Very simply put, they made it easy. So that's that's a thing. Now, now, but, what, are your um, issue, what are your issues with Robin Hood? Okay, let me let me break it down for your audience, right? Mm-hmm. First things first, man. If we're talking about building wealth, we're talking about doing it for this generation and the next generation, right? Right. Which means setting beneficiaries is standard, it's paramount, it's gotta be there. Mm-hmm. Robinhood does not allow you to set a beneficiary wow. for your account, first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Dunzo, like I can't rock wow. with you then. You know what I'm saying? Like right. If, if something happens to me, what, my family got to find my phone, they got to unlock my phone, then they got to unlock my Robinhood account, then they got to 
prove that you know what i'm saying yeah. Such, like yeah that's too much so no that's number one that's the first reason the second reason is um we dealing with you know if you're dealing with large amounts of money on robin hood the the security on robin hood isn't uh up to par right there's it's folks trying to break that you know what i'm saying break that firewall day and night right? right um and then beyond that um how they make their money you know what i'm saying like i, I even me i'm not gonna hate on the game right shout out to uh just b2b you know business models right where folks mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they sell into larger corporations but it's kind of like uh i don't know man it's i you know like you say that's kind of like you say that third point on the list that yeah. very first point you know what i'm saying is yeah, no, just like you. yeah that's a, that's having, enough for me yeah. and, and wasn't there some issues when uh some of those i want to say oh so do you remember like when those reddit threads were happening and they would get behind uh i think it was gamestop and yeah yeah yep. they wouldn't they wouldn't allow people to sell yeah. Mm-hmm. For like, like, mm-hmm. like, once it got once it got real high, everybody like, yo, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to be a hundred thousand right. in there. They wouldn't allow yeah. people to sell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, nah, man. Um, it's so much for free market capitalism, right? Right. right. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and so uh, I know you had a, a uh, an experience whenever you were younger, younger, of successfully pitching the Fubu founder Damon John. If you yeah. can, uh, tell us about that experience. Yeah, man. Uh, it's funny. It's a, it got one of those photos on my Instagram. Um, it was, it, we actually pitched him in Miami. So mm-hmm. we had just left New Orleans, successfully pitched in New Orleans, and we were about to move to New Orleans. Um, and then we had caught a bus to Miami, right? This was the summer of 2014. Um, and I don't want to give too much away because I'm going to yeah. write something in the book, but <laughs> not not in this book, the next book, but it was the summer of 2014. So we get to Miami, caught the Greyhound. And it's, it's, it's such a funny story because my partner had got kicked off the bus on the way to Miami, right? Oh, so <laughs> in, anyway, we get to Miami and um, it's so funny because, you know, we were practicing the pitch mm-hmm. for this particular opportunity. And this is something I learned. Um, one of the lessons I learned, I changed the words on myself at the last minute. Mm. So when I got to out there to the lights, I had borderline froze for a second. I had almost froze for a second, right? right? But then I picked it back up. I had just, I paused, I used my pause and I was like, oh, snap. And I went back to the old way. So never again, that was my lesson. Never again will I change my speech right before I go on. Like if that's what I've been practicing. That's what I'm going with. You know what I'm saying? Period. Right. Because I've trained my subconscious to do that. So I have to think about in a moment when my adrenaline is high, you know what I'm saying? I need it. So anyway, um, we pitched Damon John. Wait, before we pitched Damon John, we rewind the tape. Before we pitched Damon John, he's in the back and he's like, you know, I, you know, good luck tonight, everybody. I'll be out there. Yada, yada. Boom, boom, boom. So it and was more he, than just you guys there. Yeah, yeah, it was just more than me. It, w- it was a competition, competition right? Um, right? Yeah, we were, it was in Miami. It was a Tap the Future competition, and it was like, uh, man, um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a couple hundred people in the room just on some, like, Miami nightlife feel, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Shout out to Kenny Burns. You familiar with Kenny Burns? You I'm familiar with Lifestyle? Yeah, Lifestyle Guru, right? He was in the building, and um, yeah. We we got up there, we pitched, and uh, but but before we pitched, he was like, "Don't I know you?" And I was like, uh, I was "Like, yeah, of course you know me." He was like, "Nah, for real, don't I know you? Like, have we haven't we met before?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Nah, man, we just kindred spirits." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you feel me? I, I was, you was it, yeah, it was it was crazy because like yeah. I say, man, I'm, I'm from the '90s, so you know what I mean. I seen Fubu blow up. Like that was something that my grandfather wore with pride. Like, you know, right. he was a baseball cap type of guy. Mm-hmm. And to see him wear a street brand, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he identified with the brand, right? You right. feel me? And he identified with these dudes stood for, you know what I'm saying? So I guess saying that now, I'm certain that that impacted me and my story around bro capital and just entrepreneurship and stuff like that. See, like, I remember my grandfather wearing a FUBU cap. You know what I'm saying? Like this, 
60 plus year old man you feel me like he got wind of the story and it's like yeah i'm gonna support and i'm gonna rip this you know what i mean so yeah that was that was major for me and and also my grandmother had uh had black enterprise on her coffee table you know what i'm saying she didn't have forbes on her coffee table you feel me so i grew up wanting to be in black enterprise you know what i'm saying and shout out to dreams coming true right like i've been able to be you know saying featured in black enterprise a couple times or whatever but that's that's kind of how my family was and that's that was the energy that i came up around so to actually really pitch in front of bro to actually win and we had just came from a successful pitch in new orleans we came to miami and won you know what I'm saying? We had one, you feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some some bands over some weekends, you feel me? Like it was but it was a the, pretty amazing feeling. Those those kind of things, like you know, because like you said, it's all a journey, right? And we uh, we all are here no to appreciate that journey. But yeah. stuff like that gotta let you know that hey, I'm on the right path. It does, man. Those are those those are those moments where you like. I know this is going in the autobiography. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. I know this is going right. in right. there. Like, um, and, and yeah, man, you do. You those there are those moments where you cry tears of joy, right? And there mm-hmm. are those moments to where you cry tears of pain. You know what right. I'm saying? Especially with entrepreneurship and, and really just being ready for that. Mm-hmm. But also, you get to a point to where you don't cry tears of joy and you don't cry tears of pain. You just mm. keep a straight face the whole time. And, right. you know, cause you understand, shout out to the movie blow, right? It's when you're up, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. You, uh, you say it's never as good as you think. And when you down, mm. you never, you think you're never going to be up again. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. so you truly understand, like you grow to understand, like, uh, nah, when, when I'm, when it's good, nah, I ain't going to get too happy. And when it's bad, I ain't going to get too sad. Cause you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it. You feel me? I'm gonna keep it balanced. I was uh, reading this book uh, probably a couple years ago, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to paraphrase from it. I want to get get your thoughts on it. The guy. Okay. Um, I, I don't even remember the author's name, but um, he he was pretty much saying that um, within business, within yeah. entrepreneurship, also even within you know, striving to climb the career ladder, right? Right. Um, it's better to have emotional intelligence than a high IQ. Would you say, would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. Um, Richard Branson, or should I say Sir Richard Branson, is one of uh, the the entrepreneurs who, you know, I would put him in that same regard as a Damon John. Um, who I look at as inspiration, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who's built a brand, that shout out to that Virgin brand, being stamped on everything from records to spaceships. Mm. And you know what I mean? Um, I think that's magnificent, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So Richard Branson, but he he talks about how he's he's not, he's never been the smartest guy, but he credits his ability to for success with getting along with people. And being able to manage different personalities and, you know, motivate people and inspire people with with different motivations. So right. um, that's, yeah, man, that's what you also learn in business. That Those are the things that is not in the book and you can't put that on a balance sheet, right? But a lot right. of things, you know, we do our best to quantify uh, in business as much as possible, right? You know what I'm saying? Our value and our worth, but you you know if i inspire you to truly change your life and i inspire you to uh you know you have a whole new skill set that's going to change your family's life you know what i'm saying can you really put a value on that put a price on that because if you can most people wouldn't be able to pay for it you know (laughs) what i'm saying so a lot of stuff is like yeah you can't even really put that on a balance sheet so so i i'm i'm in total agreement it's not saying that iq isn't important right but you know what I'm saying? That, that EQ is certainly, yeah, it, it wins every time. Right, right. No doubt. And and, and I think that's, you, I mean, it's always good to study. It is that you're the field that you're going into, have yep. a passion for yep. it, have a love for it. Yeah. Also being able to, like you said, get along with others, being able to network with others. That's the thing. <clears throat> that's the thing, man, is that um, leadership is a skill. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, like a lot of people, and that's where, shout out to like sports, right? To where we equate mastery with leadership. And we look no further than KD, right? KD's a master at what he does. But when it comes to, you know, his leadership, he was like, I'm not even interested in being a leader like that. I think maybe shout out to Brooklyn and his position there and what he showed us in the Olympics that, you know what I'm saying? He's gotten more comfortable with just being a leader and, and actually getting it done from a leadership standpoint, right? But a lot of people, just because you're good at something don't mean you're a leader. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but at the same time, if I study leadership as a science, as mm-hmm. an art, mm-hmm. you can place me in any environment and right. I'll be able to inspire these people based upon our goals and our metrics and our, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, our, our capacity, right? So, that's something to note as well is that you got to study leadership like leadership isn't something to where again going back to talents and skills mm-hmm. right leadership might be a talent for you but you know it's still a skill that has to be developed right where again hustling might be a talent for you mm-hmm. but the skill of entrepreneurship and you know business ownership has to be developed yeah i i, I read a book once it was uh <clears throat> couple of Navy SEALs, right? Okay. And they were uh, uh, one of the highest ranks that you could that you could be while still like being in the middle of the action type of thing, right? Okay. And um, their book was on leadership, right? And it was about the fact that you know there's certain certain things that they were able to translate from uh from the battlefield to business um whenever they were uh leading i I guess you know their their troops obviously those were life and death situations right yeah but the things that uh he translated into business you're right it is a skill um and it's a it's also a responsibility whereas you know a lot of times you know, when we look at a leader and the leader is constantly pointing the finger at those who he is supposed to be leading as right. to why they, the job isn't getting done, right. it should be getting done, yep. when they were like, nah, that's on you. It ain't never on them. That's on yeah. you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yep. He said that he's, got, he's talked to so many different CEOs of different companies who had a kind of a toxic environment to where like, you know, they knew everything, the people that were working for them, um, they didn't know what they were doing. And so production and money wasn't where it should have been. And then teaching them that one of, uh, one of the aspects of leadership is being accountable and being able to, uh, being able to have everybody that's under you understand what the mission is and understand yep. what we're trying to do yeah and yep. that's he said man like like it it turned whole businesses around you know what i'm saying yep yep and that's um man that's that's so important that being able to lead teams and being able to build that's that's so crucial um because even like right looking at a steve jobs to where yeah he, he never wrote a liquor code you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying he wasn't <laughs> graphic designer or whatever he had the ideas and he was able to impart them in other people not saying that he always used the best methods but i mean you know look at the legacy he left behind right it was obviously effective so um yeah man there's a lot of room for people to impact the world just strictly off right being able to connect with others and have a leadership quality and leadership skill that's developed over time and it's like it's like a muscle you got to develop it over time Mm -hmm. Right, right. I agree. And I'm, I'll um, find that book and I'll uh, text it to you. Uh, okay, appreciate you know, it. I definitely recommend it. Um, okay. We're in, 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 in 2022. We are, you know, we have companies like Amazon, right? Who right. are just as powerful as the government in certain aspects. Right, do you, true. Do you think that eventually, you know, do you, or do you think it's healthy for companies to be able to become that big? Um, when man, I say healthy, healthy yeah. for the lives of of the of, of the citizens here in this country, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. 
because you know they they kill a lot of competition. The um, the employees that they have don't seem to be you know treated that well. But you know, I just you know it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's uh, it's it's such a you know a web there, right? To where it's you know so many different things depend on especially if we're talking about a behemoth like in amazon right. um to where as you mentioned how many of these people who are quitting their jobs are able to start amazon stores to supplement that income and work from home you know mm. what i'm saying um right 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 th that's creating a lot of opportunity for people you know what i'm saying so that that's a staple of the economy itself so Amazon generates a lot of money for people, you know what I'm saying? And even when it comes to the work, I think, you know, the, I'm a, I am in favor of unions and workers' rights and folks being treated fairly. And of course, right. Having that, um, more of a, a power balance between the, the managers and owners and those who are doing the labor. Um, because I know there's a, a debate around skilled labor going on right now. And I am in favor that, yeah, to do anything well, that anything can be an art and a science to it, right? If we're talking about best practices and how to really get it done. And if I know that through tacit knowledge or whether that be codified knowledge and I'm able to execute that at a, you know, a higher rate, that's skilled labor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care what well, I'm doing. So that's yeah. a good, that's <laughs> a good point. I saw yeah. that yesterday or the day before where a politician in New York and somebody had showed a clip where he were he 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 pretty much said that you know restaurant workers hotel workers were yeah. low skilled workers but in the beginning of the pandemic they called these people essential workers right yeah yeah and i don't and you know i i heard a and i saw like a a restaurant manager you know talking about the things that you know his wait staff like how much stuff they have to remember on the go. Yeah. And there's nothing low yeah. skilled about that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Like as we just talking about um, emotional intelligence, man, as a waiter or anybody in the food service industry, right? That dealing with customers, how many personalities you got to deal with per day? Whew. You know what I'm hey. saying? Like and, right. and your life and your livelihood depends on how right. well you're able to interact with these folks and, you know, inspire mm. them to, mm. you feel me, want to see you, uh, prosper in the world you know right. what i'm saying and they right. want to be act active participants in your prosperity you know right. what i'm saying right um so yeah man that's that's important that's yeah so yeah shout out to that you know them keeping that title of essential workers you know what i'm yeah. saying like us really upholding that and keeping that going because yeah that's crucial yeah no most definitely and i, I think it's kind of it's a sign of the times like we you know a lot of the thing in this conversation that we've had is obviously that we are in a world that is changing and i feel like people are going to whether they're business owners whether they are uh, entrepreneurs but really only employ themselves just self-employed um mm -hmm. you know however you get it right like there's no right. shame in it you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. um one thing that you kind of made me think about is a a difference in thinking, meaning we know that uh, Amazon, we know the negative things uh, as far as mm -hmm. that are associated with Amazon. But as you said, Amazon stores are allowing some people to, you know, work from home and supplement their income mm -hmm. pandemic. So in an, so these are things that you know if we have the ability to take advantage of then especially us in our community we need to take yeah. advantage of absolutely absolutely and, and also as we get higher and as we learn more about business we truly see how business and politics go hand to hand and the, I, I would really say the it's the lobbying that's mm. done that is really the um that that goes into that unethical realm you know yeah. what i'm saying I'm, I'm not gonna really talk about or really condemn or this and that right but mm -hmm. i will say a lot of that gets into a realm where it's like okay now you bugging out you know what i'm saying and that deals largely with the political system because yeah. the you know shout out to markets yes people in free markets people will gravitate towards what is best for them what is put out there 
this is where the science of marketing comes in and you know people being able to get in tune with certain products and you know once we talk about scale and all that other stuff right people will get in tune with it and they're gonna rock with it but once we start talking about the governmental system and people being able to put you know a whole bunch of millions and you know bread behind a particular candidate to get them in there and so on and so forth it's kind of like all right now y'all kind of wild for those you know who are uh, like I said, uh, somebody who's just started, let's, let's say, an online store, right? Or, yeah. or just anybody that has something to promote. What are, in your opinion, just from, you know, what are some of the best ways to use the internet to promote what you got going on? Um, man, at the end of the day, that's what social media is for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Social media is... Um, just back in the day, right, the commercials that we would have in between, you know, TV shows, folks are on their phone on these social media apps getting entertained from other people's statuses, and then boom, yours comes in as a commercial, like, hey, buy my product, you know what I'm saying? Wow, right, 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 right. So that's, that's really what it's supposed to be. So utilize your social media to the fullest extent. Um, and, and really take that seriously with your product or service. And people gonna see it, people gonna see you. They may not always interact. And shout out to, again, social media to where how many thousands of people can you get in tune with who might be interested in your stuff that the 15 people who you see every day aren't. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if the 15 people around you, yeah, like they got their money decided on other stuff, maybe they don't need what you selling, but there are thousands, millions of other people out there who you've never met you in person who might think that this is a good idea and want to, you know, get in tune with it. And I've noticed too, like in a lot of cases, just depending on what you're selling or what you're doing, it's the ones that don't know you, the strangers that you, that, that you know. That never met you, man. Right. That like, yeah, shout out, again, shout out to social media. If you, I know social media gets a bad rap because of, you know, the science of humans and just, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that we got going on in the world, but um, it's a lot of good that can come from social media, oh, yeah. right? Like like we yeah. having this conversation based upon us connecting via social media exactly. and, you know, able to amplify the messages within Heal Thy Hustle and you feel me? Like it's, yeah, social media can be a very powerful tool if used correctly, so. Mm -hmm. that I would just say, like, yeah, use social media to the fullest extent. Agreed, agreed. And um, and so as somebody who, you know, wears a lot of different hats, got a yeah. lot of different things going on, moving towards the, you know, the future, what do you see, what do you see yourself taking this movement? Okay, so I am a coach, trainer, advisor to venture-backed entrepreneurs to help them live a healthier lifestyle, mm. um, a better lifestyle, because of course, you know, building a company is going to take somebody who's centered, who's balanced, and who's able to show up every day as their best self, right, to right. really get it done. So, um, yeah, that's what I do, man. And, and working with large companies like the Microsofts and the Apples and their employee resource groups to give them some some holistic tools that can help them out and just, you know, keep them on their tools as they have an entrepreneurial environment, right? A go-getter, you know, type of environment, making sure that their folks can stay in tune um, and stay healthy. It's to maximize production overall, right? Recognizing that our brains are a part of our bodies, right? Something like COVID, don't mm. care who you are, you know Man. what I'm saying? And not saying, even with COVID is that, yeah, you can be down with COVID, but, you know, a strong, going into it with a stronger immune system is always going to put you at better odds of coming out of, of it alive, right. right, for one. And number two, it can potentially shorten the time span of those long-haul symptoms. Right. And then even beyond that, if you're dealing with long-haul symptoms, how do we deal with those as well? You know what I'm saying? So some of that, I, I really think that um, I, I broke it down and healed our hustle in a way that folks can digest it. 
And so um, I'm in the description, I'm going to uh, make sure I have all your links in there. But for those that want to know where they can find you and follow you and get some more of those type of jewels, man, how can they, okay. how can they find you? For sure. Uh, I am on essentially all social media platforms as Ross Asan, R-A-S is my first name, A-S-A-N is the last. And, you know, if people want to get in tune with me, man, I, I definitely encourage folks to Google me and just find out what we've been up to is not too many roster signs out here um, in bro capital, um, you know, tech groove, so on and so forth. So you can find me at the God bro, or excuse me, at God bro on Twitter, God bro on uh, IG, Instagram. And then of course, roster sign on LinkedIn, roster sign on um, Facebook. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. Ross, man, I, I definitely uh, appreciate just what you got going on and obviously giving us the time here to build about what you got going on. And I yeah. definitely look forward to, you know, building with you more in the future, man, because. Uh, oh, for sure. Appreciate it, man. And, and I definitely want to plug once again, Heal Thy Hustle is found at healergang.com. Um, you can order a copy and uh, it'll be sent directly to your inbox. I'm getting good reviews on it so far. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about um, coming out with the hard copy very soon, right? It's, it's the digital version right now, but the hard copy is soon come. Uh, and yeah, we're going to get that out to the people. No doubt, no doubt. And like I said, I'm also going to put that on the description, man. But I okay. appreciate you for coming through, man. We got it done. Thank you, man. No, thank you, yes. brother. And uh, uh, I look, like I said, I look forward to building in the future. Peace to the God. Yeah. Peace, God. Peace, G.